Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey there, Cammie. Hi, Bryant. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am well. Also, we've just been really kicking off January great. I'm really happy uh, how this new year has been going, podcast-wise, at least, uh, so far. If you just started joining us, Mystery, we like to pick legends and tales and stories we've had a really good variety recently too but you know classic stuff roman greek but crazy stuff like ninjas like we just recently did and today we have a, a cool one this this was a offhanded one i think this is one you thought of too right or i don't know i it sounds like something i would think of yeah so, but i think it was you honestly oh that's right you know i i think it was the reddit mythology um subreddit that's what it was. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about sort of, and it's not as simple as I thought it was initially, but sort of the black dog of England myth. Th this is a, I thought it was a one handed thing and you're probably going, Oh, like Harry Potter. Yes. Like Harry Potter. You are right. <laughs> exactly we'll talk right. about that for sure. But um, it's, it, this is like way bigger than I thought, but uh, I think we've got a good way to talk about it. So Cammy uh, is going to hit us with a story, and then we'll have a nice little discussion about it afterwards. Cammy, are you ready? I am. Take us away. <laughs> so I used uh, quote.lib.umich.edu, the report of a strange and wonderful spectacle. And this supposedly is a real report that I read to do the story. So oh, very nice. kind of interesting. From 1577. In the year of our Lord, 1577, on the day of the 4th of August, a terrible storm erupted. We were safe in church this morning, but the thunder rocked even the stone walls. The rain sounded more like huge rocks hitting the top of our sanctuary. The lightning flashed through the sky and served to illuminate the otherwise dimness. The wind gusts were so strong, the door of the church sprang open and the candles flickered. As we rushed to close the huge church doors, a black dog rushed us and ran about the church. He was the largest animal of his kind any of us had seen, much large, larger than a wolf. If he stood upon his hind legs, which he did when he reached his first victim, he was nearly seven feet tall. And the man he came down upon was kneeled in prayer. The animal swiftly bit the back of his neck and broke it. And then he moved to the boy beside him and did the same. He did not act like a rabid animal, but more like a deliberate and devilish beast. Some whispered he was possessed by Satan, so that he might enter hollowed ground and do his evil work. Some even said it was the work of God himself to keep us on the path of righteousness, and to duly fear him as our creator and our father in heaven. The supernatural beast, whether he came from the depths of hell or the gates of heaven, his wrath was the same. He burnt a man upon his back with his paws. Our rector stood, his hands and head folded in prayer, and urged us to join him, praising our Lord for what mysteries were happening around us. The dog was still rampaging through the church. He smashed holy objects and burned the clock and smashed it with the power of his paws. All the candles and lanterns in the church extinguished themselves, as if on cue. So the only light was from the demon hound's eyes and the breaks of lightning outside. We were otherwise in complete darkness still praying in hopes that God would spare us. When the animal was behind us, we could not perceive him at all, for his footfalls made no sound, as large as he was. 
But then he would smash other objects or jump upon a pew, and we would know where to look. He finally, after all of his terror, leapt to the balcony and climbed upon it, snarling at the parishioners there. And then, as violently as he came in, he left, jumping through the highest window, the stained glass raining upon us, and he was gone into the darkness. The storm soon lifted, and we set about the task of cleaning up the church. But the reports from that day from other churches told us of a large, fearsome dog who wreaked hell upon them as they prayed. All of those who witnessed this day knew to fear God and his awesomeness. To fear God, not the giant dog? All right. Well, yep. Dog backwards. Yeah, they thought it was from God. And, you know, God was like, hey, here's a big dog. Yeah. Fear me. <laughs> That's the, the dog spelled backwards, you know, argument. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I didn't uh, even think of that. Myths busted. We're done. See y'all next week. Now, that's really that's really cool. Uh, yeah, this, I went into this thinking it was going to be like one black dog in England myth. You know, like there's one, there's one dog and that's it. New, like it is, it's like a, a county thing. Like every, like square mile has its own dog myth and name for it it's it's kind of wild there was even an earlier account that i came across but oh, wow. it wasn't much of a story but it was like a news report mm. from the 12th century it was like 1127 i think and the these hunters came on they were dressed in all black and they mm. rode black horses and they had these black dogs that were like demon dogs with them bringing wow. terror upon the land, basically. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've dogs in mythology aren't new. Um, Cerberus is probably one of the most famous uh, and, and one of the oldest that we have. Um, and it, it's just interesting though. This, this does while uh, my sources, I, I ancient origins had a great write up Wikipedia, of course, and a few others I'll mention they, 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 a lot of these specifically talk about England, but all over the world, they have some stories and there's a few themes around a few similarities that they're going to share, but it seems to be really a, a Celtic and Germanic based thing. You know, that's what we're kind of talking about. So, I mean, it kind of goes from like from Germany to Norway to, to England and the rest of Europe. It's, it's that area through time is where it seemed to have formed. And if you've listened to a lot of the shows or if you know, um, <clears throat> these religions, the, the, the Celtic, the Gaelic, the Germanic peoples, the Norse, they didn't write stuff down until they were Christianized. And like, like the, the same way we kind of have like Greek texts and things like that. So we, we don't have like a really distinctive idea of when this really formed and it probably formed a long time ago. And it, the, the 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 thing that kind of shows up is that they are usually a sign of death associated with the devil and in, in many cases can shapeshift. Those are sort of the main uh, things. And Wikipedia describes this as a, a motive, a motif, uh, a distinctive feature. I just Googled the definition just for the sake of it. Uh, a distinctive feature or dominant idea in an artistic or literary composition. And and that it it does. It, it comes up several times and it, it certainly lives on today. Uh, thanks to things like Harry Potter, it kind of renewed it as well. 
And uh, it was, I felt really good about this. So I was reading and it was, it was, uh, I, my note said dogs associated with death in European myth. And I put in parentheses scavengers and literally the next line was like, this is probably because they scavenged fields. And it was, you know, there's a book, um, infernal watchdogs, soul hunters and corpse eaters um, by Aldi stone uh, in 2005, this came out and it, it mentions that. And that's it. I, I've. Well, that little- that's like the Egyptian, the, jackal god absolutely absolutely yeah and and it, it i've i read uh I, I mentioned bernard cornwall all the time with the last kingdom series and the sharp series and stuff and he'll mention like he's his very in-depth thing he'll always mention a few things he'll mention how the crows come to a battlefield after a battle and they go for your eyes first if they can that's what the crows want but then the dogs will go for your belly and they'll they'll start going in there so and you think how how wonderful the conditions were in the throughout the 8th and 15th centuries you know medieval and feudal uh england and europe and how everyone's dying and the dog is just he's gonna go for it no matter what um so yeah it totally makes sense that these guys would be associated with that the the wild thing is how they're also really associated with churches like your story mentioned and they can be seen haunting churches and they're I won't go into it too much, but there are benevolent stories of protectors guiding people, specifically black dogs, um, protecting or guiding and things like that. But of course, but it's, it vastly goes the other way. Um, we have some, uh, I mentioned Cerberus, uh, the, the ancient myth of Cerberus. There's also Garmer of Norse. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Cami, this will sound familiar to you though. Kun Anun um, yes. is, is a Welsh and the Kun Anun, Anun, uh, meaning like other world, or, or in a sense, like the afterlife, um, the Kunanun, they're kind of like um, harbingers uh, of the afterlife. And they're also kind of, I don't know if they're related to, but there's also Kusith, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, that's Scottish Gaelic. Um, this is a, a hound, which is a harbinger of death. It, it, the name means fairy dog in uh, Gaelic. And they have their own kind of big mythology as well. But so there are these really strong local myths in the areas specifically in the british isles and in england and it it does seem like starting uh in so i i got this from from ancient eu um i'll kind of quote here a little bit um the origins hard to establish mark norman who's been researching the legend of black dogs in england for many years has traced the earliest accounts in english literature dating back to 1127 according to norman's uh, norman's studies not norman's studies black dogs can take different forms but a few common traits are present in all descriptions they are large shaggy coats and big glowing eyes that are usually red so like what you were saying um time wise so 1127 is seen literature wise where it seems to kind of be down so who knows how long it preceded the literature i mean if it's in gaelic and welsh mythology and norse obviously this goes back who you know like ancient this could be like a really oh, yeah because concept. there's this in scandinavia right yes okay. yes yeah and and you know if, if we're thinking about the indigenous uh welsh peoples that's um you know we're, we're talking roman times like timeline wise um the classical period antiquity so these these stories while we don't have the evidence of it it easily word of mouth wise and culturally could be timeless in, in a, a human history sense so it, it just is wild though kind of fast forward to today there are now tons and tons of aversions like too many i can't i truly truly cannot uh name them all the one I kind of will we'll talk about a little bit more is 
um, one of the more famous ones, Black Shook um, of the of East Anglia. And so the Black Shook, um, the name is believed to have derived from the old English word skuka, which means fiend or devil, but also it sounded like succubus to me. And if it's old English, it could have been mixed with Latin, flirted a little bit, and you know maybe came out as skuka. So, um, it, but the word uh, skuka, it goes off of the verb ska to terrify. Again, could be related to succubus. That's just Bryant's analysis. So um, these guys, uh, there's uh, Abraham uh, Fleming um, is a historian. Um, he, uh, an account of the appearance of a strange and terrible wonder in 1577 at uh, Bungay, uh, Suffolk is a famous account of the beast. Um, black dogs, red eyes, um, usually around church, uh, like huge dogs, wolf-sized, and and they were, I, again, always cited at churches was was the big thing. Um, what's what's cool too? I, I didn't look this up, but there's a a crowd-funded um, graphic novel called The Burning Black Legend of Black Shook, um, published in 2019, and it's the Black Shook as the central antagonist. So it these things are huge, and there's um, I couldn't there was a whole section on Wikipedia. So many British bands like The Darkness had either like songs or like called something like the black shook. Uh, yeah. I noticed whenever I was looking up like yeah. black dog and then they had a bunch of different so words and yeah, I would like yeah. Google and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't <laughs> this is like really ingrained in your culture. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's, that, that's a big part of it. it. It's, it's totally like infused and there's just sort of localizations um, going worldwide very briefly. I, there's a couple in America probably that, you know, connected to um, the colonization um, in Asia. There's a handful. One notable thing that we've talked about is apparently uh, the Arabic jinn, which is kind of sort of like a demon. It's where we get the word genie from. Apparently black dogs were mounts for them. They rode black dogs. So going with the, the malevolence of it, that's sort of what they did. Um, and yeah, I, Tizzo, you, you can go on Wikipedia, you can look up the black dog concept. And one thing you're going to see is a huge, you're going to see um, every little area has its own uh, thing. And today, what really kind of helped, I think, um, uh, circulate those myths is things like um, the Sherlock Holmes tale, the Hound of the Baskervilles, which is uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes is brought in to to discover if this is like a mythical black dog that's terrorizing or what. And, you know, he does this thing. Uh, another big thing, as we mentioned, was Harry Potter, uh, Sirius Black. He uh, can take the form of a, a black dog. And uh, in the third book or movie, Harry sees the omen in the teacups um, and it's a black dog, a sign of death. So it's totally playing directly on the English, the, the, the modern, uh, you know, idea of, of what a black dog, the symbol means. And funny enough. So do you remember Sirius Black's, his like pen name or his like animal name? Do you remember what his Padfoot. name was? Padfoot. Padfoot is another name in some areas used for the, the black dog phenomena, the myth. Um, so that was, uh, Rowling is directly kind of taking, uh, local myth, local English myth, um, when she was creating that character. So that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a insanely deep subject. I was really surprised to see and thrown off guard. Um, it, it's totally makes sense that, uh, you know, these are, these are older stories and it was interesting seeing the, the theme of dogs likely due to their fact of being like, you know, 
scavengers of eating uh, dead people's organs. Um, they weren't always seen kind of uh, fashionably and with welcoming, but it was, it, it, it made the, the church thing was really kind of what interested me. Um, that's really where all the stories uh, sort of went to. And, and that's what really surprised me is their interest in the, the church. I, I, you know, it's, it's the Christian thing. The black dog represents the devil. Uh, that's the place, the burial of the dead dogs, like bones. The, those are the things that I can kind of think of. Um, oh, and in Wales as well, there's the, the Kunanun uh, or Quinanun, um, but there's also a Gwithki, 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 I think, Gwithki, uh, which is a dog of darkness, which is like a, a, another sort of frightful apparition um, with red eyes. So these, uh, which are related to the, the Queen Anun or Kunanun. Uh, all, all again, ha, that, that specifically has to do with death, but it's also a bad omen thing. The, the Gwithki are, are specifically like malevolent though. So it's just wild. Um, lots of similarities, but again, you know, England, that the British islands, they had enough diversity and enough population to really make these myths local. So that's the really cool thing. So uh, if you know, I, I, I'm a dummy. I have an English mom. I should have messaged her. I will. I'll follow up. I'll, I'll write a post on Facebook. Uh, what her, like what, what was her household black dog? Cause I feel like that's how it is. You know, it's like banshees. Like you have your, your house banshee. Like what, sure. what evil uh, hound is haunting you? Tell us about him. So I'll see if she's got anything on that, but it is, it's, it's super local and super uh, specific to many regions of England but with very similar encompassing features. So yeah. Thank you, Cammy, for that great yeah, story. I do want to say <laughs> I did find something really interesting in my research and this is mm -hmm. uh, ancient dash code.com. Oh yeah, yeah. And the other article was from the daily mail. So I <laughs> took this one, but basically there was a skeleton found um, supposedly, and it was very near this uh, Holy Trinity Church in Blythenburg, which is the one that Bryant mentioned and the one that the story is based on. Uh, but the skeleton was found. I mean, obviously, they don't know. I don't guess they know what color the dog was because it was just bones. Mm -hmm. But they said that if it stood on its hind legs, legs it would be over seven feet tall. Yeah. And it would have been over 200 pounds. So we're, I mean, my gosh, like that makes you think of like, you know, geez, I think, that's bigger than a wolf. Like that's right. Yeah. And we underestimate wolves. or mastiff sized basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like wolves are like, I always, I always underestimate a wolf. And then once you see how big a wolf actually is, you're like, Oh, you know? And so, yeah, it, it could be you know, a wolf size or you know, slightly bigger dog. So, yeah, it yeah, would be like terrifying. Even dire wolves, I don't think, would get to 200 pounds. I mean, yeah. they're, they're huge. They're maybe like 180 or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, wild. that would be a big Great Dane. You know, yeah. I have friends yeah. with Great Danes and they're like 150. Yeah. But, well, uh, no, that's great. Yeah. If, if you have anything to share regarding this, we'd love to hear it. it again. It is super local. So I'm sure there's some interesting stuff out there, but uh, we hope you enjoyed this story. If you have any suggestions or, or any feedback, let us know. Mystery at Gmail is a great way to get in touch. You can also hit us up on Facebook. That's the, our most active community right now, really. And uh, we're also on Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, threadless.mystery dot com mystery.threadless.com mystery um yeah i think that about covers it cammy thanks again for everything 
I just tried to put that ticker up. No, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And please, I didn't mention it. Uh, we're on YouTube where you can watch us. You can listen to us, like us, subscribe us if you can. Of course, that always helps. But we're always here to please. So enjoy. We'll see you all next time. Oh, oh it makes sense this time. <laughs> Is that a hound baying in the moors? <laughs>